Salutations, friends. And welcome to another episode of uh, Nerddom. 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 And knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And today we're going to talk to you about Thor and how well we did and how much we fucked up. And folks, I'm not going to toot our horn here, but toot, I'm tooting it. Motherfucking toot. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah. And finally, finally, one of my crazy fucking good predictions came true. Yeah, it's about goddamn times. What, four movies we're predicting now? None of my crazy shit came true? <laughs> finally got one. I'll take it. All right. Because, yeah, yeah. I was way off on some of that shit. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who may just now be listening to the podcast, anytime we do movie predictions, Jerry likes to throw one wild one out there that is not teased in the trailers at all. Yep. He's just going to be like, just based off of his own hunch, his own gut instinct, or something from the comic book storyline that hasn't been shown in the comics or in the movie trailer, he'll throw something wild out there. Or sometimes a wild hair up the ass. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Know. Uh, but before we dive into that, we need to go ahead and say a special thank you to our show sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shoren Ryu Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to master the martial arts and get in shape for the Thanksgiving, I guess, yeah. you need to lose some weight before you cram yourself full of turkey and stuffing. I mean, who are we kidding? I'm going to do it anyway. But you can check them out online, southerndefensemartialarts.com or southernsportkarate.com. You can find them on Facebook under both of those listings. And they offer uh, instructional DVDs you can purchase from the company of your own home. Absolutely, and also soon to be offering online classes. Yeah, very, very soon. All right, so we're going to change up format from here on out. We've been doing it the last few weeks, but we're going to continue that tradition, and we're here to let you know this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to shout out any more of our friends of the podcast. We're not going to shout out any of our affiliates. Go to our website, www.nerdomandknowledge.com. Com, 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 That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E dot C-O-M. Bang, boom, pow, world spelling me champion. <laughs> From on that website, you can find links to everything, all of our social medias, our stores, our affiliate links, our friends. You name it, it's on there. You can find it. The world is your oyster for the low, low price of absolutely nothing. Our website is free. Absolutely. Also links to our Patreon if you wish to support the podcast in a different way. You can find out a little about that on there. Uh, and our affiliates are on there, yeats.com and sabermasters.com. Yep. Um, <clears throat> oh, what the hell just happened? Uh, something flew in my throat. Nothing flew in my throat. I just got, I don't know, something choked me. Anyway, so... Um, this is not a uh, a nerd nest item episode. Uh, that's going to be the next episode. So, uh, no nerd nest item, but you will get a keyword. So yep. that will come at the end of the episode, as it always does. You'll be able to send it to one of two email addresses, which you can find on our website at nerdmanellage dot com. Both absolutely. links to contact the, the page are there. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's even a chat feature, like you can just send us a comment and it goes directly to our inbox. Absolutely. I think that's there. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's there. Yeah, it's All there. Right. So, we're going to dive right into it. Um, well, first, we've got to do our little thing where we're going to take our quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and dive right into it. So, we'll see you guys in just a minute. Yeah! yeah. Hey, folks. It's James. And Jerry. From the Nerd Demon Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. 
And ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerd of Knowledge proudly presents to you, Thory about your hammer. <laughs> Jerry is it's a... It's like... There's only so many jokes you can make about Thor, and obviously making fun of the way Mike Tyson talks is the easiest one to do it. Well, and I can do that because he doesn't know I exist. <laughs> but folks, I, I, you got to give it up for Jerry. These dad joke titles, we're going to call him the pun isher. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to go for that. <laughs> the pun isher. Like but you have to I, put, you got to put the emphasis in there. Yeah, the, the pun isher. Yeah, I kill you with horrible jokes. <laughs> They're not that bad. They're actually pretty good. All right. So what did we get right? We got a lot right in this one. Uh, The past couple of times we've done this, it's been been pretty close. Okay, not going to lie. We we have barely held on to our credibility, but... And we have skated by with some real sketchy shit, but this time, like, we were on top of it. We were there. Yeah. All right. So the very first prediction we made um, in, in the trailer... Uh, because you, now you got to remember, we made all these predictions off of one minute and thirty seconds of video. That was all we had at the time. Yeah, there were no extended trailers. There was no second trailer at the time. It was just the ones all we had. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we made the prediction that the ball of light that we saw streaking through the sky on the way to what we now know to be omnip- omnipotent city. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, this is spoiler alert. Obviously, at this point, you haven't figured that out. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we we now know it's omnipotent city. Uh, we didn't specify what it was, but the ball of light we saw streaking to that place was indeed Thor yep. using Stormbreaker to travel in the Bifrost. Technically, technically he was using it to power a boat that was being driven by goats. But but it fits. But it yeah it don't nitpick, folks. <clears throat> uh, then our next prediction was that we, that Valkyrie uh, gave Meek a job because he was uh, in a little cut scene behind her uh, where she was drinking multiple martinis uh, at a meeting she did not want to be in, um, which I'm trying to remember. Like I know that the summit made it to that, but I don't think the actual meeting made it into the final cut of the film. Uh, yeah. I think there was a brief glimpse of it. Yeah. Like it was uh, – because there was the – there was a montage of about 15 scenes with her flashing by just to show how just absolutely exhausted she was with it. Yeah, so uh, she did give me a job. Now, we we, we we saw him mixing drinks for her, uh, so we assumed that he was like her personal assistant. We weren't 100% sure, but it turns out he was kind of like her, um, I don't know what the word for the person who assists like the governor or the mayor of a town would be. Uh. We'll call it a personal assistant. In, we'll anyway, call it a personal she, assistant. She gave Meek a job, which is good, because Meek needs something to do, yeah. other than killing people with his knife hands. Yep. Next prediction was that the Guardians are not involved in a major way. Yes. Now, what we what we went out and said was that, you know, obviously at the beginning we said he was going to be, tra- they were going to be traveling with Thor. Yes. We said there might be a situation in the final battle where they might come back and help out, but they would not play a major role in the outcome. That is true. Yes. In fact, uh, James said... Uh, very uh, like succinctly that they're going to be like after the first half hour of the movie, Guardians are gone. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I said there was a possibility you might see him at the end, but I really kind of went, I kind of said, no, I don't think so. Possible, but I doubt it. Yep. Yeah. Next, Thor's Hammer is a tourist attraction. Now, this one is Jerry's. Yes. Because Jerry picked up on the van in the first uh 
promo the video, first trailer. Yeah, the first trailer. In the first trailer that we saw, he picked up on the fact that the van that was driving around had Thor's hammer, a logo of Thor's hammer on it. So he said uh, Mjolnir was going to be a tourist attraction. Like the pieces were going to be on the ground, you can't lift them. Yeah, now the weird thing about that is that when you go and you, you see it, it's in like a display case. Um, like in the center of a, a town square when you see it in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's elevated. I have a theory. They picked up the ground around Mjolnir. No. Okay. I have a theory that they actually dug that whole hill out and just left enough ground underneath Mjolnir and the ground around it, like they drew a circle around it, drew it down, built supports for the ground underneath it. There you go. Bob Jones, Fanny Jan. Okay. So that does answer the question. Like, if you if you set uh, Mjolnir's hammer down in an elevator, does the elevator go up? Is the elevator worthy? Elevator's a machine. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Ultron lifted the hammer. I mean, uh, sorry, Vision lifted the hammer. Vision is a machine, so maybe. Who knows? Uh, so the next one was that Mjolnir reforms for Jane. Now, obviously, this was an easy one to do because she's holding the fucking hammer in the trailer. It, it's not like it's not going to reform for her. Now, I will t- I will say that I, I absolutely loved the fact that when she threw it, it split into multiple pieces, and each piece went around and would beat the shit out of everybody and then come back and reform when it got back to her hand. Not too dissimilar in the way that Thor can throw Stormbreaker and actually make it move in a given path and make it move around side to side, mm-hmm. different angles, and then come back to him. Jane can do the same thing with Mjolnir. Yep. Um, so then uh, the next one we have was that Loki was not going to be in the film. Now, that's a two-parter because we, we missed the second part of that. Uh, but we'll get to that when we cover what we missed. Uh, but we were very adamant that we would not see Loki in this film uh, other than like maybe a passing mention or in a flashback. That was the only way that we would see him. Neither one of those things occurred, so we're safe in that. No Loki. We were good to go. However, there was a tramp stamp for Loki. Yeah, I can't believe they made him a tramp stamp. I, I don't, I don't fucking understand you, Marvel. Make me understand. Make it make sense. They can't do that. <sighs> Apparently not. No, they really can't. Not that one. But it, it was funny. So uh, next, no other Avengers. Now this one we kind of went out on a limb on because uh, of a prediction that we got wrong, which we'll get into later. But uh, we did believe that there would be no other Avengers. In this, not in a major supporting way. Not in a major supporting way. The Guardians of the Galaxy was the only one. Yeah, and technically, they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're not Avengers. They're their own group. They did join up with the Avengers in the final film, but if we're going by the letter of the book, they're not Avengers. This is true. Uh, Sweet Child was on point. Yeah. So we made a few loose predictions uh, based on Taika Waititi's choice of music. Uh, because obviously we mentioned that in the Thor Ragnarok, the, the premiere or the prevalent music was the Immigrant Song, a song made famous by the Led Zeppelin, which is directly based on Norse mythology. Um, and it has a whole thing about, it's about immigrants looking for a new home, which is literally what Thor Ragnarok ended up being about by the end yeah. of it. So this song is about, you know, a lost love and finding comfort in, 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 a, in a woman. Um, you know, that's what Sweet Child of Mine is about. And... That's what the movie was about. And uh, also, they peppered a little bit of Guns N' Roses throughout the movie, including a battle scene. Oh, God. 
which they played November Rain. Man, that which was, was fucking amazing. It was uh, it was so fucking amazing. I want Taika Waititi to make the soundtrack of my life. I just wanted to watch my life in a video and then add music to it whenever I go anywhere and do anything because the man is on point when it comes to stuff like that. Now, would, is he directly responsible for it? I don't know. But if he is, the man's a genius. If, if he is, I would dare put him in with the likes of Quentin Tarantino for picking a soundtrack for a movie to match scenes. Yeah, masterful. Because I guarantee that none of you listening right now will ever listen to the song Stuck in the Middle with You and not think of a very particular scene from a very particular movie. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's how good it is. Okay, uh, Thor and Jane hook up. Yeah, now, technically they didn't hook up, hook up, have sex, but they did reunite. They rekindled their romance, uh-huh. uh, which we predicted would happen. So we were on point with that. Yep. And <clears throat> so that was good. And then the, the coup de gras, my crazy prediction that came true, Jane won't make it to the end of the film. I said for certain, 100%, the hill upon which I shall die is that Jane will not make it to the end of the movie. And for better or for worse, I was correcting that, depending on how you feel about it. Yeah. Uh, now, so we're clear, uh, we... By the time we got the first trailer, it had already been leaked out that they were using the very familiar storyline of Mighty Thor, Jane becoming Lady Thor, or Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor, yes. And that storyline did not have an exactly happy ending. It did not. I mean, down the road it did, Mm -hmm. but at that time, no, it didn't. I feel like they did a good job with it in the movie, though. uh, They did, but I'm going to get to that at the end when we talk a little bit about our feelings on the movie. Yes. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so my crazy prediction came true. Finally. Hey, Jerry. Finally. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten predictions. Yes, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that we got wrong. So that's ten to eight. That's better than we've been doing. So, so we're starting it. to get our mojo back. All right, so now it's time for the bad part. What did we get wrong? Well, the first thing we got wrong is that we, we saw a shot of uh, Korg and Thor standing on a planet littered with garbage and we just assumed that it was Sakaar because Sakaar is a garbage planet well no it turns out Thor just completely destroyed a temple that was very important to some people and they were standing among the wreckage of it so they were actually on another planet completely separate from that we missed the ball on that one yeah Uh, we expected a lot more multiversal stuff which I am definitely going to talk about when we talk about how we felt about the movie we were sure we were going to see multiple planes of existence because we had just come off of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and we were talking about gods and pantheons. We were convinced it was going to happen. And we were also uh, thinking that, you know, Phase 4, Phase 5 is leading us into a multiversal thing, which we're going to talk about that in another episode we're going to do here in a little bit, but yeah. not not this episode. Yeah. So, uh, Thor makes a new Mjolnir. We this was based on another prediction we made. Yes, that we got wrong. Also, we predicted that Thor would make another a new Mjolnir for Beta Ray Bill. Uh, we'll get into the Beta Ray Bill situation in yes. a minute, but so we, that we, didn't happen. We we we, we uh, what's the word? Postulatized, pro, postulated, postulated. Thank you. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's all this drinking I'm doing. It's starting to affect my memory. We postulated the heroin. Well, the heroin takes the edge off of the beer, so that's why I have to do them both at the oh, same okay, time. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> God, so, somebody's uh, going to hear us so and try we, to arrest us one I know, day. right? I'm like, we need to just bug that office. <laughs> so um, we made the prediction that the hammer uh, that Jane was wielding wasn't actually the original Mjolnir. It was one that was forged 
uh, like as a, a replacement or a backup. The door was going to make a new hammer for right. her, and that, that hammer was eventually going to go to Beta Ray Bill, which is another prediction that we got wrong. But that was the the idea we had. We were wrong. We apologize. Yeah. Uh, so we we guessed that there would be a Loki scene post credits because it is a Thor film. Loki season two is on the way. Uh, you know, we had just come out of the multiverse thing, which is a big part of the Loki television series. We thought for sure there would be something in the post credits for Loki. For Loki, and there wasn't. And I feel like they really dropped the ball on that. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, next, the gods are different realms, or the gods of different realms. Yes. Uh, now, each one is the god of their own pantheon, yes. but they all exist in the same <clears throat> realm, the same universe, the 616 universe. Yeah, but we we suggested that just like, um, you know, how Asgard and, um, you know, Jotunheim and Nivelheim and Helheim and, and Midgard are all different realms. They all exist in the same plane that we were going to get to see all the other realms of these gods and i think by the end of the film we got to see what two, two. maybe we got to see gore's um god's realm he ended up there and then we got to see the planet where the the dead giant creature was yeah and other than that like that was it yeah oh no we, we got to see the shadow realm yeah. um at the towards the end of the film so right that, that's a little bit better um <clears throat> So uh, we also thought that we would travel, be see, traveling to other planes. And I spelled planes like planes like fields, not planes like planes of existence. And I am going to hurt myself for that later because that's shameful. That's shameful, Jerry. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, to kill gods, warn gods. We, we, we thought this was going to be like a, a race against time thing. Can they get to the gods before Gore does? And none, none of that happened. No. And that's one of my major complaints about the movie. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Jane from another universe. We thought there was a possibility that we would see multiple Thors in this movie. That was part of the prediction that we, part of several predictions we got wrong. Again, coming off of Multiverse of Madness. We, we were, we Why were, wouldn't you? We were expecting some multiversal shit to happen in this movie, and it did not. No, it did not. Not, not even not in the post credit scenes. But we, we thought maybe. 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 We were wrong, but we thought maybe. And this last one's on me. This last one's on me, so I'm going to take it. Beta Ray Bill in the movie. Let me tell you folks something. I have been all about seeing some goddamn Beta Ray Bill in these movies. Ever since they teased him in Thor Ragnarok with the Beta Ray Bill head on the big statue, honoring champions, I was was all in. We were finally going to fucking see Beta Ray Bill. I mean, and there were even, like, internet leaks that it was a possibility we were going to get a peek at him in a passing scene or one of the or cases. Or something, or maybe a post-credit scene, something. Yeah. But not even a post-credit scene. No, Betty Ray Bill has not showed up in the MCU yet. Yet. We're holding out hope, though. I, I, I am... This is the hill upon which I shall die. I am making this prediction right now. I am calling my shot. Beta Ray Bill, before the end of Phase 5, will make an appearance in the MCU somewhere. Oh, shit. Shots fired. Before the fucking end of Phase 5, we are going to see either a Beta Ray Bill post credit scene, a cameo in a movie, an appearance, something. He's going to show up. Hi. Have you been disappointed that your favorite Marvel character, Beta Ray Bill, has not been featured in a Thor film? <laughs> Do you feel you need compensation? Call the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. We're here for you. Here they are. <laughs> Too much? A little bit. <laughs> Is that over the top? I, I can, can never, never tell. tell. 
Uh, so now we come to what did we think overall about the movie? Uh, Jerry, why don't you take us? Why don't you start us off with this? Okay, um, I'm going to say overall, I enjoyed the film. Uh, it had a lot of great moments. Uh, it was lighthearted. It carried on the uh, feeling of Thor Ragnarok. Um, that kind of campy, almost comedy vibe, but yet at the same time, action film. Um, it was. It wasn't as much of like a buddy picture as I considered Ragnarok to be. Um, but the film had a lot of problems. Um, quite a few of them. Number one, they tried way too hard to squeeze as much comedy into this thing as, as they possibly could. They were trying too hard to be Thor Ragnarok instead of just being Thor Love and Thunder. I had a big problem with that. Um, my second issue was your main villain is Gore the God Butcher. How many gods did you see Gore God Butcher? One. One. At, at within the first five minutes. In the whole fucking movie. <laughs> One. And you're like, oh man, he's been murdering gods left and right. Really? Where? I didn't see him. You're doing this shit off screen. He's the main bad guy. Like, we should have seen him show up to Omnipotent City and just start waylaying motherfuckers, okay? My second problem with that is, is his weapon is all black, the Necrosword. It literally belonged to Null, the god of the symbiotes. Do we get any mention of that? The symbiotes? Do we see, like, the? we see the, the effect that the weapon has on him, making his skin colored and his teeth are changing and his eyes and everything, but nothing. Not a mention, like, he grabs a sword and, like, some symbiote like tendrils up his arm so you get a nod to it. Nothing. Very big problem with that. Um, my, my, but my, like, my, my main issue is, is that, like, this film was less than two hours long. It clocked in at an hour 59. When's the last Marvel movie you went to that clocked in under two hours? I don't think there's been one. I think Iron Man clocked in at like 158, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, yeah, maybe Iron Man. And I think maybe the first Avenger was a shorter one, too. But the vast majority of them have been over two hours, 220, 230, 240. You're thinking to yourself, does 20, 30, 40 minutes make that much of a difference? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. From a narrative standpoint, like this movie just felt (sighs) rushed. And it didn't feel finished. And I understand that there is, uh, that Taika Waititi said there is a four-hour cut of this movie. That they went back and cut a lot of stuff out. Because it was a lot of improv, a lot of extra comedy. Um, I don't want to see that. Because I, I, you already had too much comedy in this film anyway. We're, we're dealing with very serious subject matter here. Um, this guy's going around murdering gods. Uh, you know, this is like destroying people's belief systems. Uh, it's a you know whole thing on the, the play of religion. Like, um, you know, if you speak to, to God, does God listen? Is God answering you? If he doesn't, then why? Right. Uh, this movie says, well, well, God is just this. This God is just capricious. He doesn't care. You know, he just wants your belief. He doesn't give a crap about you. That's what turns gore into the, the God, God butcher. butcher. Um, <clears throat> and then you're dealing with the subject matter of Jane Foster stage four terminal cancer um and they mention it like a couple of times and then that's all that's mentioned about it like it's really one of those things where you're like okay i understand this is a heavy subject matter but this is like a central part of the movie it gets down to the last point like when i made the prediction about uh, jane not making it through the film 
I made the prediction like she was going to have enough energy for one last transformation, and that was going to be a wrap, and that was going to be it. And she literally went through that and did it. And I'm going to put this out there, and I'm going to I'm going to say this. And um, although I like the the, the post credit scene of Jane making it into Valhalla, I felt like it was cheap. I I I think that by doing that, they they cheapened her death scene because. Now we know she exists on another plane because Valhalla isn't necessarily the afterlife, uh, you know, because of the way that science and magic work in the, the whole world of Marvel and, and, and Thor. She could just be on another plane of existence. Like her material body's gone, but like her essence is existing here. So now we can bring her back. But then again, it is a comic book and people come back from the death all the time. Uh, so overall, I'm going to give the movie a 7 out of 10, solid 7 out of 10. Uh, it had its moments, but it was too rushed. It was too much comedy. was not enough uh, gravitas for it. Well, I like that word, gravitas. I'm going to use that more often. That's an SAT word, folks. It is. You're at like 5,800 now. You should be passing by now. If you're not into Harvard yet, you're not fucking listening to the podcast. And that's all <laughs> um, go back and start over and retake the test. We promise you'll do better. Uh, but I, it just... It, it missed so many good points, and so that's why I can't give it my full glowing review. But I did enjoy the film. I really liked it. It was good. Um, I, I think my favorite part of the whole film uh, was Korg, um, like telling the like he's narrating the story, which is when you, you see all the funny little campy stuff and everything. Uh, and then you know at the end when he's doing the story of Love and Thunder, like you know obviously where we get the name of the movie from, so. I think it worked out great, <clears throat> but there was a lot, lot of stuff they missed, and so that's how I feel about it. Yeah, James. <clears throat> okay, uh, I agree with Jerry a lot. Like this movie was really, really rushed. Um, I think the camp, the campiness we got. I think if you add thirty minutes of weighted stuff, this is a perfect movie. And here, here's here's what I, here's my argument. Okay. You add 10 minutes to three different stories because I agree they tried to do way too fucking much with this movie. You tried to tell effectively four different stories. Valkyrie's story of trying to come to terms with being the leader of Asgard and, you know, coming to terms with this is her responsibility, this is what she's been left with, she has to deal with it. And leaving her life of battle behind. Right. Uh, Now, the... Second story we're trying to tell is Jane Foster. She has terminal cancer, stage four. The third story we're trying to tell is Thor is trying to find his place in the world now. Mm -hmm. He's lost himself. He's trying to find himself. The fourth story we're trying to tell is Gore the God Butcher. Okay? Now, you're trying to tell four stories, and you're trying to do that in two hours. Not going to happen. No. Not well. Now, I will say this. For two hours, they did okay. But if you take three of those stories, Valkyrie's fine. The storyline they have for Valkyrie is fine. Don't leave that alone. And and this is what I'm saying. Let's start with Jane Foster. You could do a five minute montage at the beginning. Add a five at a five three to three three to five minute montage at the very beginning. Okay. Of her, you know, finding out she has cancer. Like, how does she find out she has cancer? You know, does she have a headache one day? Go into the hospital. Uh, your your levels are a little off. Let's let's just run an MRI just to see. Mm-hmm. And then they find it, and then they give her the news. And then you know she goes to tell um, the uh, her friend and Darcy. The doc- yeah, her friend Darcy and uh, the doctor, Doctor um, Selvig. Doctor Selvig, thank you. I'm horrible with names, folks. I'm sorry. Bear with me, but. 
Uh, she goes to tell um, Selvik and her friend Darcy what's going on. They're supportive. You know, they're going through brochures, clinics, reading up research. They're scientists. That's what they do. Uh, well, Selvik and Jane are scientists. Darcy kind of sort of, eh. Yeah, she's scientist adjacent. Yeah. So you could do like a three to five minute montage with Jane coming to terms with it. Then we can add a scene here or there. And here's what I'm saying. Like, you can have Jane do, like, a two-minute montage when she gets to Asgard of her talking with some of the, uh, maybe there's a couple of magic users in Asgard that still have some healing magic they can do or some healing potions, poultices, herbs, mm-hmm. what have you. Because if you remember from uh, Thor the Dark World, like, uh, their technology for, like, medicine was beyond light years beyond anything that, you know, mortals had. So right. maybe there was something they could have done. So what I'm saying is you do a two-minute montage of, you know, uh, well, let's try this. Let's try this herb. She's drinking a, she's drinking an herb. She's eating this special whatever. Uh, they're, you know, they've used Earth's technology, existing technology, to make something advanced to try to check her and see if there's something they can do. There's nothing they can do. You can have her do the tour of Asgard, have her walk by and see Mjolnir. I think instead of it being she walks, she stays, it starts rumbling. Here's what I'm saying. Maybe you do her and her and Valkyrie walk by it and they're looking at it. And Valkyrie is, they're having a conversation. They're not even really paying attention to Mjolnir. They just see it. She thinks of Thor. She looks back on her life. And it's kind of like she's, Mjolnir makes her look back on her whole life and realize her mortality is at hand. Mm-hmm. And as they're walking away, you can kind of have the camera slowly pan back to the pieces of Mjolnir and they shake a little bit. And then, you know, you can have Jane, you know, sleeping and all of a sudden she sees a vision of the hammer. And she gets up, she goes to where it is at night and have it be the night of the attack. And then she's sitting there looking at it. She puts her hand close to the bubble and the pieces start rumbling, lifting up. Then you go to the fight scene, Thor's fighting them off, and all of a sudden here comes pieces of Mjolnir. I think that's a more impactful series of events. It is, and I will I will add a point uh, to what you just said because it just occurred to me that the fact that they made it canon that the only reason Mjolnir came to Jane was because Thor told the hammer to protect her and keep her safe. At a scene where Thor is making that pledge years ago before they broke up. No, take that completely out because what you've done now is you've undermined her worthiness to wield Mjolnir because now it's only in her hand because Thor told it to be. Okay, so we can leave that completely out. Just go with the stuff that I put in there. Yeah, there you go. And now it's she's worthy to hold the hammer. It's not just protecting her because her ex-boyfriend told it to. Right. Which I thought kind of cheapened it, but please continue. All right. And, and then you can add a scene here or there, grand total one to two minutes throughout the movie of just her as Lady Thor. You see, you see one or two little glimpses of it, but you could draw that out a little bit more and just remind people, oh, shit, yeah, she's sick. That's right. Even as... Mighty Thor, you could have her sit there and just, you know, like in Celestial City when they're you know in disguise, you can have her sit there and kind of go, <coughs> you know, do a coughing fit. Or you can have her, you know, just as she's walking up there, she kind of stumbles a little bit. Valkyrie, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You, know, you can sell that mm-hmm. little bits here and there. Uh, Thor, here's where the next 10 minutes come in. Thor, 
you don't have to add but maybe five minutes, ten maximum, but you can have shots of him like when he's back in Asgard walking around. He can see the little kids that are touring around or some of the little Asgardian children touring, walking around. You can have him see, you see him have that kind of look of, huh, like he's looking at the children, he's concerned for them. It's not that he wants a kid, but he sees the kids and he's worried about their safety. And you, you have him give that look, that, that look of, I, I, I need to protect them. You know, I need to, I need to look out for them. And you know, you have the com- the comedy relief where he's interacting with the children. Uh, but you can have it be a little bit more impactful. Just add a few more lines mm-hmm. to some of those scenes. You know, have one of the kids look at Thor and say, uh, "What about my father?" And you know, that make Thor remember Odin. Mm-hmm. And Thor just kind of you know somber for a moment, and he just goes child i will do everything i can to get you back to your father no child should be separated from their father and have that kind of ring with the audience for a minute Mm -hmm. and you can add little stuff like that here and there and that makes it make more sense the love and thunder aspect of the movie it can make more sense if you do that add those little things to show the direction you're going without giving it away Mm -hmm. the last part is gore Gore needs the most fucking help out of all of this. There is so little involving Thor in this movie. And I'm not talking about screen time-wise. I'm talking Mm story-wise. It's like his child dies. He goes to talk to his god. His god's an asshole. He gets the necrosword. He kills the god. And then he goes on his war against gods and only kills one other. That we see on screen. It's spoken about he kills multiple gods. Right. But we only see two. Yeah. And we see his daughter twice, three in three scenes in the whole movie. We see her at the very beginning when she dies. Uh, we see her when he brings her back, and we see her with Thor at the end. That's it. That's it. Like I'm not invested in this little girl. I'm sorry, I'm not. No. What you could do is you could add uh, at the very beginning. Uh, you could add. You could do one minute. Just brief flashes, like you know, uh, black screen, uh, Gore, you know, giving his daughter a gift and she's laughing. You know, black screen, Gore uh, bringing her a little bit of something to eat. You know, starving himself. Black screen goes back to her. She's sick. She's dying. Black screen goes back to her. He's checking on her. She's dead. Black screen go back to her. He's clutching his child. Now he goes to his god. And you know, then you can you could let that scene play out. Uh, I would add the tendrils, like Jerry was talking about for the necro sword. Let's let's give that you know Easter egg. Let's yeah, do that. A little bit of a teaser. Let's do that. Now, uh, throughout the movie, what we can do is like the scene where Gore's talking to the children. You can have it be at first he's actually trying to relate to the children, like he's trying to espouse his position to them. Look, I lost my little girl. I'm just trying to get her back. I don't want to hurt any of you. And you can have him be legit expressing that emotion. I don't want to kill you children. Yeah, he's not Gore the Kid Butcher. He's yeah. Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, I have no no desire to hurt any of you. You are here to get what I need to get accomplished, accomplished. That's it. As soon as it's done, I promise you'll go home. And have him be sincere. And you can have one of the children say something like, but we want to go home. We love our home. And have love echo. Because remember, the girl's name is Love. Mm-hmm. Then you can have it kind of echo and see him kind of go distant, and so show 
a scene or two with the little girl. Have her say something sweet to him. Or have one of the kids say something that his daughter said and have that bring back the memory, just that one line that they Mm -hmm. said. Then you go back to Gore. Then he decides he's going to bring out the little puppet, rip its head off, scare the kids. Fuck you, kids. Fuck you, I'm angry. And you could do that again a little bit later when he's fighting Thor, Jane, and Valkyrie. You you can have Jane or Valkyrie or even Thor say something and it kind of sends him back and he hears his little girl saying it, have that little scene play out. Get me invested in the girl. Because if you get me invested in the girl, I'm invested in Gore's story. If I'm invested in Gore's story, yes, he's an asshole. Yes, he has got to be stopped by the end of this movie. But I feel bad for him because Mm -hmm. you're trying to get that point across by the end of the movie. And there's another thing that I feel like uh, they should have put in here to like really drive the point home. Uh, when we see Gore in the beginning of the film, like he's got a lot of uh, religious tattoos, markings. By the next time we see him, uh, he has used some sort of instrument to like cut those or scar his skin up so you can no longer see those markings. Show me that scene. Like that is a man who has lost all faith in everything. Yeah, because put put that in perspective. How many people do you see with cross tattoos or praying hand tattoos or you know, crucifix scenes, you know, Jesus on the cross, or people that have onks, um, stars of David. Celtic runes. Celtic runes. Nordic Celtic runes. runes. Nordic runes. Think about somebody that has a bunch of their religion's tattoos on their body. How fucked up would you how fucking angry would you have to be at your pantheon to take a knife and cut up every one of those tattoos where you can't recognize them anymore? And, and not just angry how like imagine losing all faith not just a little bit of faith or having a, a doubt you've now like i'm done i am i'm done with this i no longer believe in this subscribe to this to the point where you self-mutilate like and it's not even like you're going to change pantheons. No, you're mad at your God. You're mad at every pantheon. Yeah. Fuck all of you. You are all dead to me. None of you are worth it. Like, I, I, I have heard rumors that that scene exists. Like, they had it in the original film and they cut it for time. But, like, you left a lot of jokes in there. You could have cut some of the jokes out and, you know, brought me that. Like, there's a lot of time they spend riding on the boat going from place to place. I, did, I didn't need to see that. Like, give me more substance, not as much humor. Like, I need substance in a movie like this. And, and again, you can you can add thirty minutes to this movie, twenty five to thirty minutes to this movie, which is not unreasonable for a Marvel movie. You can add twenty five to thirty minutes to this movie, and you've got so much of a better story, and you're more invested in it, and it makes more sense. Now, I do like the Valhalla scene in the post credits for one simple reason. I do like that. They've established we can bring Jane back because that's a thing in the comic books. They do bring Jane back, mm-hmm. uh, which implies you can bring Odin back because Odin doesn't just die in the comic books and just go away forever. Not this quick. Yeah. So you can bring Odin back. You can bring Heimdall back, which is really good. So you can do a lot now, and they've established that. So I do kind of like that scene for that reason. And can I just say that I am so, so very, very happy that they brought back um the Asgard community theater players for this film. <laughs> That's one comedy scene. I, I, I like I like that. Now, I will say the part where, you know, uh, there's been the attack and they're coming up wanting to know if they could go ahead and write that scene. Yes. I think you could leave that out or Actually, you could would, shorten it. I got to say, like, I wanted more of that. Like, because 
it is what like people and community theater and actors do like you know tragedy and things like that or they're like their bread and butter like oh my god now we can write a new play yeah like you know people died right no 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 we're aware but we want to immortalize this in a play right now <laughs> so i'm like i don't like you <laughs> Uh, okay, but, fine. But, but it, it's it's so good that they brought them back because you know it could have been just a, a throwaway bit, you know, in 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 Ragnarok and be like, here you go, yeah, fun stuff, whatever. But now you're like, this is still a thing, like this is still going on. And Melissa McCarthy is hello, oh my god, <laughs> it's so good. I, I'm so not, good. I'm not gonna deny that I that I I'm not gonna deny that I like the scene. I did. I did. Yes, it was funny. Um, I appreciated that. Uh, my my personal it's it's a personal thing with me. It's it could have been the scene where they're going in and just asking. I think you can just ask, and I know it's just a few seconds to cut out the part where they're like, "I didn't hear a no, no, I didn't hear a no either." Okay, we open up midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, you could, you could you could cut a few seconds <laughs> out to give a few seconds to something else, but all in all, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yes. It really is. Yes, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon, uh, Sam Neill. God bless you all. Yeah, your yeah. treasures. It's it. We love you. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, the second post credit scene we get, Hercules is now going to make his entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was now, not impressed. Now, now, I will say this. It's nice that they're going to introduce a new character. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Do, do you hear the sarcasm? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that's coming through. I, just, I, I wasn't impressed. I'm like, okay, this is Hercules. Like, he's smaller than Thor. I don't, I don't care. I, 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 again, I, I'm not invested yet. Now, I do like, you know, Hercules throws the thunderbolt at, Zeus, presumably killing him, we think. And then at the end, the post credit scene, you know, Zeus is sitting there touching the wound, like, nah. yeah. Well, Thor threw the Thunderbolt. Thor, Thor threw yeah, the yeah. Thunderbolt at all. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. No, it's fine. I just know there's some people at home like, well, actually, that was uh, that was Thor, not Hercules. Hercules wasn't there until the end of the film. <sighs> yes. Shut the fuck up, Harold. Shut the fuck up, Harold. <clears throat> no, I misspoke so, myself. Yeah, but, but it, it was fun. And Russell Crowe. Chef's kiss. It's fantastic. Yeah. As as Zeus. Like he even did like the I, I don't want to say accurate Greek uh, accent, borderline Italian, but he put forth an effort and I appreciate that. Like he could have did what they do in every other movie when you show somebody from the past, you give them a British accent and then that's just how they talk. Like, aren't you from Spain? Yes, I am from Spain. Do you not hear my Spanish accent? Uh, no, bro. You sound like you're from Dover. <laughs> well, it's definitely Spanish. You're mistaken. I'm not wrong. Like, no, you're you know not. I'm not wrong. No, you're not. Because, like, you go watch the movie Gladiator. Uh, Russell Crowe's character is a Spaniard. He speaks with a British accent. The other guys are Roman. They speak with British accents. His one uh, friend who's, like, his, his assistant, he has a Scottish accent, a very thick one, might I add. He's also Roman. Even Jimon Hansu, who's like the, the African, the Moor that they brought up, he's got a fucking British accent. Like That movie should have just been <laughs> called These Guys Are British. It's actually funny. There's a comedian who's talking about um, like years from now, 
like you know how we look back on the conflicts of the Romans and the Greeks and the thing like years from now there will be somebody making a film about the bloods and the crips and it will be guys in that period guard, but they'll be speaking with British accents because that's what we do to historical figures. We give them British accents regardless of what they talk like. And they'll do it because we did it. Yeah, and they'll be like, hello, Votto, what hood do you claim? And they'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, that, that's accurate. That is accurate as hell. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, it's out there. But no, this, um, this cocaine seems like it's been cut with something, mate. Yes, I believe this has been cut with baking soda. We're going to have to go talk to uh, Jose and get him straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but overall, Jerry gave it a 7 out of 10. I'm going to agree with that, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, overall, it seems like we've ripped this movie apart here at the end. No. We really haven't. I mean, 7 out of 10 is is better than average. It's a good movie. It's a if good you, movie. If you, if you haven't seen it yet, number one, why the fuck did you listen to this episode? Because we just ruined the movie for you. Uh, but number two, if, if you if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's, it's a good film. You will enjoy it. It is not as good as Thor Ragnarok, and it tried too hard to be. I think that's why it failed. So. Um, this is number four out of the four Thor movies for me, but that's that's still saying something because this is I would buy this movie on DVD I yeah. would totally I would own this and rewatch it and that's because he's old and still buys DVDs <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> hurt my goddamn feelings fucker that's okay I'll, I'll put it on a flash drive for you it'll be fine you can watch it on your laptop dick <laughs> anyways <laughs> so that is our review of Thor Love and Thunder. What we got right, what we got wrong, and our what thoughts we thought. on the movie. So we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't, then send us an email. Let us know what we did right or wrong. If you think we're crazy because of things we nitpicked. If you agree with us, send us an email. Absolutely. Now, before we give you the nerdness keyword and sign off, let me go ahead and give you a little teaser for next week's episode. Next week's episode, we will be talking about a horrible horrible tragedy a true travesty of all that is right in the world some of you may not have heard uh but uh there was a gruesome murder this past weekend like it was terrible um uh marvel murdered dc it was ugly (laughs) it was it was it was it was quite the debacle i'm not going to go so far as 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 that um that uh, dc committed seppuku in disgrace and dishonor but yeah that's basically what happens. <laughs> Seriously, we'll be talking about the events that transpired at San Diego Comic-Con, SDCC 22. And how bad Marvel whooped that monkey ass. It was bad. It was brutal. We had to look away. It was, it was rough. It was, we, you couldn't, you could not watch it. You couldn't. No, you Not couldn't. if you had a soul. So, there you go. There you That's go. That's it. Now, it is time for a... Keyword, A very special keyword. Uh, we've mentioned the name a couple of times in this episode. Uh, hell, if you're just tuning in right now, you might be able to guess this one without even going back and listening to the episode. Uh, we mentioned uh, Jane's doctor friend, uh, who is her mentor. Absolutely. And we want his name. You can yes. just give us doctor and his last name. And you can give us his whole name. Spelling doesn't matter. Spelling does not matter as long as you get the idea. We're not your English teacher. We don't care. But you send that to one of the email addresses on our website, which is www.nerddomainknowledge.com. There you go. Do that, and you are golden. In like Flynn, my friend. 
Yeah, absolutely. But folks, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Nerdman Knowledge. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And, and we, we are first picked for podcast and last picked in dodgeball. dodgeball. Catch you guys next week. See you then.